Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, themfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com and save 15% on every single one of your purchases as long as you put in the discount code BIGMXRADIO15. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, here on the podcast with us on the line. Normally number 18, he had to throw a zero down the middle uh, coming over to the US of A to compete in West Coast Supercross. He's the 18 down under. But uh, he's his first time on the podcast. Aaron Tanti, how's it going? Hey, how you doing, mate? Not doing too bad, my friend. Anytime that I get to talk Supercross uh, is a good night. So, and uh, you're making my Monday just that much better. Huh, that's awesome. It is always good to talk about Supercross. Hell yeah! So, uh, first time over here, as far as I know, coming over, making a, a full effort to uh, to at least race the, uh, the 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 first swing of uh, of West Coast Supercross uh, round. So, b- b- before we get to that, tell us a little bit about Aaron Tanti that we don't already know. I uh, I guess everyone or some people know I'm from Australia. Um, I race back home for the Circa Yamaha team. Um, and I've been racing full time for two years now. Before that, I used to work. I was a tradesman. Um, oh, were you? What kind of trade did you have? Yeah, uh, air conditioning and refrigeration. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's pretty cool. The fact that you're you're <laughs> over here going as fast as you are, and, and uh, you're doing uh, uh, AC and uh, like HVAC stuff. Um, only a few years ago, that's pretty wild. Yeah, and you know, although I was always racing, um, but obviously I was just had full time work in between that, so I was sort of just weekend to weekend, and then I okay. finally got in 2018 was my first paid ride, so they gave me the opportunity to start racing full time in Australia, and yeah, now I'm trying my luck over here, like over here, my little break before I start my season back home. That's actually pretty amazing, considering back in 2013 you represented uh, Australia at uh, one of the uh, international uh, was it an international uh, amateur race alongside uh, Hunter Lawrence as you represented uh, Oz. Yeah, yeah, that was um, the junior world titles in Czech Republic. Um, That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I think that was um, I was either my last year of school or my first year of work. I'm not sure, but yeah, that was pretty a little time ago now. <laughs> no doubt, doing that on the KTM 250s, that uh, bike's got a close place in my heart. But uh, what makes uh, uh, a young Australian, second year full-time pro, pack up his life, go to Southern California, risk life and limb to uh, to have uh, Supercross uh, superstardom under the lights uh, in places like Anaheim and Phoenix and uh, St. Louis? Uh, you know, I've been um, racing a long time, so it's always been, you know, I've watched AMA on TV pretty much all my life, and, you know, it's, I guess it's always a dream to make a reality. It's pretty cool, but, you know, I've been going pretty good back home in Australia, and having a few of the American guys come over and race our Supercross series back there gives us a little bit of an insight on, like, you know, how where we're sitting and, 
like speed wise and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I felt like I was ready to come over here and, you know, make main events and, you know, do pretty well, um, considering for my first time. So yeah, that's what brought it on. Absolutely. You showed yourself some serious speed uh, in time qualifying as well as uh, making it in straight through uh, the heat races most times. Uh, so with that, I ask you, uh, which one of uh, the American uh, hotshots were you able to keep pace with that let you know that once you came over to the US of A, you'd, uh, you'd have something for the boys? Uh, you know, well, back home in Australia, so we had a five-round Supercross series uh, at the end of the year. Um, so we had... Originally, I had Jacob, my team bought Jacob Hayes over, uh, but unfortunately, he got injured on like at round two, so he wasn't there for long. Um, then we had Mitchell Oldenburg, Mitchell Oldenburg, Chris Blows, Josh Osby, and then I think Jet Lawrence just came over for the last round at uh, Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. So it was pretty good, the race with them guys. You know, I, I had the points lead at round three, and I was put it on the podium most times, and unfortunately, I crashed out of the last round, which I was in the title contention. But no, so I was like, I was right up there with them guys, and that's sort of what gave me the motivation. Absolutely. Any time that you can be mixing it up with uh, uh, guys who are literally week to week, uh, they're a factor every single time in these main events. Gives you a little bit of uh, a boost of confidence and a feather in your cap to come over here and make a full effort f- uh, of it. So uh, how quickly did things have to come together? Uh, basically, uh, are you trying to tell me that you basically decided to come to the U.S. and race Supercross almost on like seven or eight weeks notice? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess it was sort of towards the end awesome. of the year. Um, you know, just probably just before my Supercross series started, I just sort of tried to put stuff in place, um, you know, to get a, a sponsor to help me do it. And we pretty much talked and we just said, you know, like, see how you go in the first few rounds of Supercross um, in Australia. And, and yeah, once I went through the first few rounds, uh, we sort of put it together and, and yeah, just all came together, and my team, my team has been also very helpful. Um, I'm riding my Australian bikes over here, so they got shipped over, and I've got my Australian mechanic here, so it's it's been pretty cool. Absolutely, it's got to also be a bit of a culture shock coming over from Australia. Things are a bit different here and there, but for, but racing's racing. Once you get out onto the track, what's been the biggest adjustment for you uh, once coming to uh, to California? Because I, I can imagine that the culture shock is similar from uh, when I would go over to uh, uh, Southern California, coming from the middle of Canada. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a little bit different. Um, obviously, the foods probably a fair bit different and like our, where we would shop back home in Australia and then compared to the shopping markets here it's just it's a lot harder to find like what we would eat in Australia over okay. here um you know other than that it's it's pretty good I like it over here um, getting used to driving on the other side of the road was a little bit uh, and yeah most of all it's just the tracks and how the bill and how much more like traction they really have um, is another thing that I've had to adjust to quite a little bit. 
Fair enough. So uh, with that adjustments being made, uh, do you feel like this trip is going to even that much more uh, prepare you to be that much more successful uh, at an Australian uh, Supercross series? Obviously not too many things transfer over to uh, when you go uh, full racing outdoors in just a few months' time uh, with, the, uh, with the Australian series. But uh, does this give you even more confidence to go back to, uh, to Oz and uh, uh, be even that much closer to a championship in 2020? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I feel like I'm just um learning a lot over here. Just you know, watching guys ride and just everything, just seeing how everything operates over here in the US, and you know, knowing what I have to work on to go that little bit faster, and you know, make everything come together. I think you know, twenty 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 will be a good year for me. Um, going back home, and yeah. Fair enough. So, what is it that you have to work on? What are some of the things that uh, that you've 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 been putting into practice? Things that have been getting better, and like just by looking at your times and segment times throughout the last few weeks, I can see a marked improvement, and uh, that that must be, be coming part and parcel with a lot of hard work uh, being put on uh, during the week, which was which isn't easy because you guys basically put yourself through the ringer on a Saturday where uh, you're basically just going for it 100 percent and then uh come monday morning again you've got to uh you got to start trying to progress over uh only a few days time before it's time to head out to the next next race again yeah that's the other crazy thing um we don't really back home in australia we don't really experience just week in week out racing you know like every weekend so that's another pretty crazy thing for me. Um, I think my body's starting to adapt to it quite well after the last few rounds. Um, after, the, like, the first two, I was, like, just super sore, and I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I did have a few crashes in saying that. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's been pretty awesome. So, Fair enough. Well, like this whole week, this whole trip has got to be a dream come true. Coming over, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you make your first main in Anaheim 1, uh, a race that you for sure watched a number of times uh, over the years, uh, whether it be live or even like on tape delay uh, or anything quite like that. And then to be in that main event and uh, and turning some heads. And honestly, you've had some really impressive finishes uh, and been able to uh, get good starts and stay up there. Are you, like, I feel like you might be surprising yourself a little bit. Uh, yeah, with Anaheim 1, I actually crashed out of that one. Damn it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I came into Anaheim 1 and, you know, I had a pretty good qualifying times. And that was like, so just coming in and, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, oh, is it going to be hard to make the top 40? Like, I had, like, no idea. And, you know, to go out and do top 15 in qualifying and then, you know, come out of the heat race and I was running up the front before I crashed in the heat race and um, and then I had to go to the LCQ and I was up the front in, a, like, a second and, unfortunately, I crashed out as well. So that was a bit of a bummer to me, but it sort of just opened my eyes that I could, I'll, like... Yeah, like I wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't, right there. Yeah, so that that was pretty cool, and you know the the last few have been uh, decent. Um, I do want to go. I feel like I can go better. I've just got to put everything together. You know, stop making little mistakes, like little crashes, and you know, both starts the last few rounds have been pretty good. So just need to put it all together. 
Fair enough. So you, you've experienced a regular night show, heat race, LCQ main event. You've also experienced uh, your first Triple Crown this last weekend. Uh, fa- more than fast enough in times. I think that's probably one of the most impressive things about your riding so far is that that, li- that liquid fast uh, qualifying times. But uh, three main events, very intense, heart rates up. Um, but at the same time, not like, like it's not, uh, totally do or die the same way a main event is because it's only one chance to get, uh, your position for points. Um, what's the, uh, what's that, what, what, what is a, uh, triple crown night sort of like as far as those, like the, the Olympic scoring going through knowing that, uh, if you don't have the, the best, say you're like a middle race that you'll still be able to sort of, uh, make up for it with a better performance in another one. Uh, like what's that like going through that? And I know that, I think you had a bit of a, did you not have a, a get off on one of them? Like one of the mains didn't go so great for you? Um, yeah, the last two. So I went, I went P nine in the first main, which was awesome. Yeah. That was probably like the best result I've had over here. And then the second one, um, yeah, I just had a little get off on like the third lap, and I was just like back in last, and I was like, oh sweet. And you know, I ended up getting back to seventeenth, <laughs> hanging out with Justin and then, Cooper, you and the points leader racing. Yeah, around. yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, so, and then the last one, I had an awesome start and I was, um, in third or fourth going into the second corner and unfortunately, I, I just, I rewatched it and I, I just, like, another rider, um, just tagged my back wheel and just put me on the ground straight away and I was like, oh no. So I had, in that last race, I had to come from, by the time I got up and, you know, started my bike and stuff, I was in last and that was another bummer, so. It wasn't the weekend I was looking for. The first race was great, but the other two, not so great. Well, hey, uh, if, if you can uh, go back to the old program and have uh, one main event where you're P9, I think that's uh, a step in the right direction that had to have felt good. Um, but uh, coming over from Australia, uh, and I find for myself, when, I, when I'm in a far distant land, I, I always seem to run into Canadians and then stick around other Canadians. Do you find yourself doing the same thing? Obviously, you've got uh, an Australian... Uh, um, mechanic, but uh, like, do you do you go out of your way to to find a uh, way to spend some time with guys like Luke Cloud? I think the, the two of you guys are are good mates. And uh, uh, do, you, do you find yourself doing that, or uh, are you just spending most of your time chasing around uh, American girls? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like over here. So I've obviously got my Australian mechanic, and actually, the uh, person's house I'm staying at is like a. a friend of my team owners back home and he happens to be an australian too so (laughs) um so and then the other yamaha guys that are here like jay wilson and his team um we sort of like work together a little bit because you know we're like both rub for a yamaha team back home and so we've sort of been, it's not like that we hang out, but most days when we ride, we're at the same track and that sort of stuff. And then as for Luke, like, I'm not that close with, like, living that close to Luke. Um, you know, we're good buddies back home, but it's just it's just a little bit hard to do the drive to go, you know, hang out through the week. So really, I've only been seeing him at the track and all that sort of stuff. Um and but you know we just snapshot it and all that business but yeah it's just been hanging out just with the little crew that i have around me 
Fair enough. Like, is, I, I don't know if you find this. I certainly found this coming from where I'm at up here. Like, everything around me is within probably about 45 minutes. I'm in the barren wasteland of Canada where uh, the next closest big city is about 12 hours away. Um, in But in the it, like in Southern California, everything feels close, but everything is so far. Like, yeah, Luke Clout might be only, like... It's three or four towns away from you, but like if you look on the map, like it's a two-hour drive. There's no way I'm doing that. Um, like, isn't that kind of weird about Southern California? Like, especially the way traffic works. Like, oh, it looks like it's like it's kind of two inches on the map, but it'll take me two hours to get there. Yeah, no, it's it's just pretty crazy. Um, yeah, especially the traffic and stuff over here, and yeah, just how everything is so spread out and. Like you just get it, but everything's just you get on a highway and you take it to the next town. That's the one of the most crazy things about here is like there's pretty much a highway everywhere you go. Yes, um, I feel um, like to, for have me. Have you missed your the, exit yet? Uh, yes, we have done that by sitting in the <laughs> carpool lanes. Um, <laughs> you know, you sit in them carpool lanes and you can't merge out when they're solid lanes and you're like, oh, the exit's all the way over there. You're like, oh, damn. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, we got I, it pretty down pack now. <laughs> okay, I, I got myself turned around, like basically gave myself an extra hour commute one time uh, trying to get back to Marietta. Whereabouts are you staying in uh, in Southern California, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, we're staying at uh, Chino. Oh, okay. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, I'm not super, super familiar with that area. I was staying down in, like, Lake Elsinore and, and Marietta area uh, a few times. But uh, that's really awesome. Like, yeah. I, I, coming from uh, Australia, I imagine you're probably seeing a ton of things that you've watched in a million different videos over the years. Uh, being so removed for it, you see all these different landmarks, and you're like, holy crap, there's that. Or, like, actually seeing the A for the first time when you drove up to uh, Anaheim. That would have been uh, probably a pretty cool experience. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, we were driving down the highway one time to, you know, one of the one of our sponsors over here, um, and just driving on, like, Oh, there's 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 Angel Stadium, the big A, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, all the even just all the stadiums over here are so cool. Um, they're all just so like big and stuff. Where you know, back in Australia, we probably only got a few of those, and it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a totally different world, man. Uh, so I'm actually calling up Jay Wilson in uh, about 10 minutes' time. So this is your opportunity to both tell me a hilarious story and throw him under the bus. Uh, of course, I imagine there's a huge rivalry between uh, Silverdale, uh, New South Wales, and uh, and Palm Beach, uh, Queensland. So like, like give, give them both barrels, or at least tell me a decent story about Jay Wilson. Jay Wilson, <laughs> um, you know, we, uh, I think Jay and my team this year butted heads in motocross a fair bit. Um, you know, he's a super competitive racer when it comes on track and, uh, what was it? I just, I remember the, I've got to think of what, there was a few rounds of motocross where, a bit of stuff went on. I can't really remember what it was, but, uh, you know, it was pretty funny. And you just look, look back at it now. And you're just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's racing, you know? And, and I think Supercross was a little bit different. He came in with, the, in Australia with the number one plate. And 
I think he came in with a bit of a target on his back, so he was getting a bit from everyone, even the Americans. So, and yeah, I, I don't even know if I've got a funny story between me and him. I know me and my um, my teammate and him butted heads a few times this year, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that, that like you guys almost sort of remind me of my, myself and my Canadian buddies with hockey, like. We'll go out there, we're, we play a, a hard-nosed game, we might actually drop the gloves and punch each other in the face, but we'll probably go for a beer afterwards and laugh about it, right? Yeah, you know, we we talk off the track and that sort of stuff now. Yeah, I, For me, like, I never really talk to all these guys a, a whole lot because I'm only two years deep into the sport being sort of full-time, so like a lot of these guys that have been of the front I've only really got to know him over the last year or two so I don't have too much like to say about most of them so yeah fair enough so uh, how did you how did this come about like, if you don't mind me asking in terms of uh for a lot of riders when they make the decision to go in the trades route um it's almost kind of laying down the sword like removing themselves themselves from the fight and they're not going to continue to progress and start to uh challenge for championships it's very rare that someone goes through an apprenticeship of any kind gets a distinction and then is able to come back at it and and uh even lead points at some point come over to the states and, and compete the way you are right now and be quite successful if i don't if you don't mind me saying so um that's a pretty cool story how did it all come together uh, you know, I've just come from like a pretty decently sized family and my dad supported me all the way till I was 18 years old. Um, and once I turned 18, he, you know, he had to look at the rest of the family and he, we don't have, like my family didn't have a lot of money. So that's where it came about. I had to just earn my own money to keep on going and that sort of stuff. So, um, and then I, I guess I sort of got lucky. I got picked up. In a way, um, the the guys like the guy that picked me up is actually like a re- like a really good guy. He's the one that's helping me over here to um, complete parts. Uh, you know, he looked, he saw that I was working full time, and he looked at like some of my results or like my speed through the year, and he said, you know, let's give this kid a shot, and that's how it all started. But yeah, I I didn't choose to like do the trade just because I didn't think I was going to make it in the sport. I pretty much had to do something yeah, you, to earn money to live right. so and that's a really responsible yeah. way to look at it and i love the fact that motocross is so full of uh these amazing people who love the sport so much they respect talent so much and they see someone like yourself who's got the talent got the drive and obviously have the work ethic to uh, to not only go fast on two wheels but also to work hard in the trades and uh and basically the reward for that is giving you the support needed to not only do this trip but uh um the the team that you got back home that's pretty cool man yeah, no, it's awesome, and you know I appreciate every like bit that everyone that helps me so much because you know I know what it's like to work, and now I do what I love, racing dirt bikes, and for like full time, and it's awesome, and you know I'll put in all the effort in the world to keep on doing it for the next few years, and you know as long as it lasts, and you know appreciate every moment of it. 
Absolutely. It gives you a whole different perspective than a lot of guys um, would, would have otherwise. Uh, so that being said, um, like this has been an awesome trip for you already. I think that ninth place uh, in the uh, in the first main event from this last weekend is pretty much uh, like you could probably go home happy at this point. But um, what needs to happen for you to uh, to leave the United States after the first, I believe it's the first five rounds of Supercross, four rounds? No. Oh. Six rounds of Supercross um, with uh, with your head held high, completely satisfied with your efforts over here stateside. Uh, you know, I really want to like punch it into the top ten, um, but I'll leave happy when I feel like I've rode to my full potential that I think I have been um, that I can do. I think the last few I've just um just like a road all right but i just haven't rode to the full potential for the full length of the main event too so you know if i can just leave hoping with like a top 10 result as well um and feeling like i put in all the work and rode a strong main event i'll be happy and hopefully be ready to come back next year again Fair enough. Well, he's already earmarked it for uh, a possible return in 2019. So uh, uh, last last thing I have for you before I let you go here on the Big MX Radio podcast with Aaron Tanti, the 108 in your program. Look for him back on uh, in Australia with the number 18 on his motorcycle. Uh, what do you miss most about home, and what are you looking forward to finally uh, getting your hands on when you get home, whether it be, uh, uh, like, is there a specific something that – you can't find at a shopping center uh, in, in Southern California. Are you just looking forward to dr- driving on the proper side of the road, or uh, what is it? Uh, you know, it's probably one of the main things. Probably going to be, I guess, going back to the the food back in the show. You don't really appreciate it so much. So like, it's pretty good over in Australia, the food wise, like restaurants and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then just getting back to see my friends and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I usually play PlayStation a little bit with my other buddies that race in Australia, and you know, I didn't bring my PlayStation over here, so I'm probably missing that a little bit. Fair enough. And uh, so what's the uh, – actually, now I thought of one last thing for you. What's the verdict on uh, on California girls? Do they appreciate the accent? Do they have any idea where you're from? Uh, yeah, I get asked all the time um, where from. I, th- I think they, I think they realise that I'm from Australia. We must have a our lingo, what the way we talk, uh, must come across. But yeah, you know, they they all love it. I've had a few people say like, "Oh, I love your accent." Blah, blah, blah. Um, it's pretty funny because like, you know, I like your guys' accents. I guess it's just something different. So it's pretty cool. Fair enough. Uh, do I sound Canadian or do I like? Is, is I've, I've I've been told I'm pretty accent neutral. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't say you sound Canadian. I've, I don't even know if I've really heard a full Canadian accent. I think I might have. Um, I think you just sound normal American sort of person. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, most Canadians are sort of uh, we get pigeonholed for uh, having us kind of a, almost like a, like a West, midwestern uh, accent, like similar to like Wisconsin. So you're you're saying, oh sure, how's it going, and like stuff like that. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah. It's uh, just crazy to know there's heaps of different accents over just in America. Like you hear like yeah. all the 
I guess the Midwest and all that sort of stuff, they just all have different accents. It's pretty crazy. It is. It absolutely is. It's wild. But uh, uh, Jay um, is coming up next. We got Aaron Tanti here on the podcast. Uh, really appreciate you making some time for us, my friend. Uh, I give you an opportunity now to uh, to rattle off that impressive list of sponsors that you ha- helped you get over here and anybody else that you'd like to thank. And uh, I'd like to thank you for making some time for me tonight. Yeah, thank you, Heath. And, you know, just a massive shout-out to Complete Parts and Equipment and my team, Circo Yamaha, Ansa, Dunlop, 100%. They're all my sponsors. They've all been helpful over here in the States too. So, And, you know, my mechanic and my family for coming over and watching me too. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate you making some time for us. Uh, I got plenty of Australian uh, fans that uh, always get on, have been getting on me about having uh, guys like yourself on. So uh, this is for those guys, especially Jonesy down in uh, Down Under. So I really appreciate the time, and I'll let you get on with the rest of your night, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.